Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, one minute at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris LaSalle. And I must be your other co-host, David Stoker. <laughs> hey, Dave. Chris, how's it going? Get you off guard. <laughs> In a little bit. <laughs> All right, it's Friday, and we're talking about Minute 49 of The Search for Spock. Minute 49 starts with a humanoid crying in the snow, and it ends a minute later with Esteban asking uh, the same question that we all have. How did he get there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what the uh, what? What the what? So I think yeah, I think David has all the answers. He's definitely got some good theories. He does. So this is it. This is a big minute. Yes, this is the big reveal. This is uh, we've been searching for Spock uh, for forty-nine minutes now, and uh, we found him. I think we've found clues to him. Do you remember freaking out when uh, Savick brushed back the hair of this child and seeing the pointy ears? I, I think, I think, if I remember, you know, in the audience, it, it was a collective like, you know, breathe in, you know, gasp of like, oh my god. I don't think there was probably one person in the audience who thought like, I knew, I knew it was Spock all along. <laughs> I will say it's a very clever. It's it's a clever way of bringing him back yes right because they could just have easily you know brought him back from the dead through the genesis wave that david is talking about here in this minute and he's just right nimoy right they could just but this i find this I, i find this i find it clever i think it you know we'll we'll talk about it more of you know of the you know how his age you know, ties to the plot and everything. Uh, yep. But uh, I, I was not expecting this. Not expecting for them to find Spock as a child. I think I find the fact that they... I think I find that they find Spock so far away from the capsule very interesting. <laughs> um, as we learn through this minute, he's um, 8 to 10 Earth years of age... I know I'm sort of skipping around. You know, we find this eight to ten years, yeah. and you bring up a point about his age and the planet, and I'm just wondering how he got here <laughs> to this point on the planet. Okay. Um, I I think you're asking the question that we don't want to explore, which is no, we we don't, um, <laughs> not yet. But um, oh, we don't not I yet. Think I'm just yeah. So, okay, so you're asking how did he get here? You mean, like, literally, like, how far has he walked to get here? Yes, yes. Or are you asking the question of how old was he when he started walking? I guess we have to, we we should wait on that one. So I think, I think it's sort of both. I think it's how does, I I think I want to, I want to, I want to mentally fill in, even though that we're not privy to any of that information, what has happened if he's eight to ten years old, what happened in those previous eight to ten years of his life? Obviously, 
we can't answer that question without going exploring further into the movie because we we, we figure things out as um, we th we figure things out about this Vulcan child. Um, right, the, as yeah, the movie right. goes. Right, we're jumping. You're right. We're, we are jumping ahead, and we shouldn't be jumping ahead here. Yes, we need to. So just we're talking about thought thoughts and things, ideas of this movie that uh, I j it just came to me, and I apologize for going down that rabbit hole a little bit. So we are going to use the famous mantra for movies by minutes: save it. Yep. All right. So let's back up because we are jumping all over the place. Yes. So the the minute starts with Savick and and David uh, just approaching. Uh, well, we're gonna call him Spock now. Uh, approaching Spock, uh, they, they do a weird camera shot of uh, you know the the first shot where we see the humanoid in the snow that we talked about last minute, uh, and this is just like this zoom yeah. shot that I think is supposed to make us think that we're you know Savick and David's point of view approaching him, but it's just a it's a right. It's odd. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't fit with anything else. And and uh, I, I don't like that. That was it a pull in? I don't know what the terminology is. It's, it doesn't work for me. They didn't need it. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that I find curious about the beginning of this minute is uh, that they see the child, and David pulls up the tricorder to try and figure out what that is. Because. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, I gotta get the tricorder out. Yeah, what is he looking and, for? <laughs> I mean, what is he analyzing? I think they sort of see it like that it is a Vulcan child, right. or it is a child, and then, like you said, they sort of do that little zoom in, and which is really weird. But I think I think you're right in that our perspective is closing in as David and mm -hmm. Savick are moving towards the child. And then we see them come over and brush against the fake cacti. Yeah, did you, did you see that? Savick actually gets gets uh, gets some needles in hand. Yep. Doesn't react. So, nope. She's a good Vulcan. She is. So then she whips out the uh, the robes that they took with them, wraps them up yep, out of her bag. Yep, out of her bag, out of her big giant bag. So remember, we we were wondering if that bag, if we were going to see it again when we first saw it, her carry on. Uh, so she had the robes in the back. Yep. Oh yeah. And uh, then she she brushes the hair back, which I think, like you said, is like sort of like that big, like oh my god, like this is this is the moment I think we've all been waiting for. That like, like you, again, uh, repeating what you what you said, that we all gasp at, like oh my god, they found him. They finally the search for Spock. It's over. Yeah. They found him. Ta-da! And he's a child. Yep. Wasn't expecting that. We get Close to see credits. Grow up in the. It's like um, it's like a Groot. <laughs> we, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Groot comes back as a twig, and uh, the next movie he's just gonna be a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. That would have been an interesting way to do it. Now we get to watch Spock grow up again. Sure. Watch all his friends die of old age. It makes me think of. Um... Young Sheldon, we're sort of young, watching Young Spock. God, it'd be a comedy, wouldn't it? It well, yeah. Given given what they're trying to do here in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the, <laughs> um, so then uh, Savick leans in, um, gives David a look, and she attempts to to communicate by saying uh, something in. 
Vulcan, which you and I were sort of talking offline as we were scrubbing back and forth, and I believe she's actually speaking the Vulcan words. I don't think this is, and we've seen in previous movies and previous scenes where the actor is actually speaking English and then they dub the Vulcan over it, and I think she's actually speaking the Vulcan words, and she's saying, I am Savic, can you speak? Interesting that she's not speaking English, that, you know, they're, it's just, it's interesting, but I'm assuming it's just because they're, they're evolving their sophistication of, you know, making the film and, and incorporating the, the Klingon language, the Vulcan, the Vulcan language, it's, it's evolving now, and right. they're, they're trying to make it more believable, um, and so, yeah, I like it, I think it's a, I think it's cool. Yeah, definitely like when they actually speak the words versus, you know, kind of like how they did in Wrath of Khan with uh, Christie Alley and Nimoy where they spoke in English and then dubbed over. Nobody's perfect, Savicom. <laughs> Nobody is. It would have been cool if he spoke, but we just get a blank look. Yep, we just get that blank look, and then we get the the answer that we're all looking for is what is what's going on here and David it's the Genesis wave his cells could have been regenerated explains everything yeah what 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 can't the Genesis wave do I don't know but potential potential is limitless yeah you know but yeah okay I'll buy it but why isn't Savic more curious here at this point like well what do you mean this is a child why didn't it regenerate yeah Leonard Nimoy <laughs> why didn't just bring that guy back from the dead yeah I think it's I wouldn't have expected this a child again I find myself saying I've said this a bunch of times this minute and oh yeah I can't I think you hit the nail on the head I think it's a much in- more interesting story to have the child and you know go through that versus having you know them just finding Len Nimoy naked naked in the snow <laughs> probably more appropriate too uh. I think that's some fan fiction out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, again, you know, I think Savick's reaction is uh, very, I don't know, very stoic, maybe very Vulcan. So that's, you know, she, rather than having a conversation, she goes right to action, yeah. right? She's, she immediately calls Esteban yep. what? Um, and lets him know what the situation is. So just backing up a couple minutes, you know, you said she's very Vulcan and I feel like, when she brushes the hair back and she looks at David, I feel like there's a little sense of surprise. Oh, yeah. A little sense of showing a little bit of emotion there. And then she becomes, yeah, she becomes Vulcan again and, you know, I'm Savic. Can you speak? Right. It would have been cool if she said, holy crap, or something like that. <laughs> it's a Vulcan. Yeah. So she calls him to Esteban. We found a life sign. It is a Vulcan child, perhaps 8 to 10 Earth years of age. Interesting that she has to use that designation. I assume she's saying that for Esteban's benefit. Yeah, I kind of thought that was a little interesting as well, that she used the term Earth years. So how old would he be in Vulcan years? Is that like dog years? You know, (laughs) how else would you have said that? Because actually, it would be... This would be a good one to research because talking about the stuff we're saying, save it. You know, is yeah, is he a Vulcan child, approximately, you know, one year old in Vulcan age? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I so I sort of had these questions a little bit. 
damn it. And I just sort of... We gotta get through this minute. ...struck it off as, as like, movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> but you bring up that, that question, is why does she... Does she do it for Esteban's benefit, like, 8 to 10 Earth years of age? Right. Like, he's a Vulcan. Wouldn't you say he's whatever 8 to 10 is in Vulcan? Yeah, why can't... Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is, like... Uh, maybe a Vulcan child of this height and size is, you know, but it, would this be a 20 year old Vulcan or a, a newborn Vulcan? Right. You know what I mean? I don't know enough about Vulcan. Yes. I feel like, I feel like McCoy now. I don't know enough about Vulcan physiology. To... <laughs> what do they look like when they're born? Are they tiny little babies like humans are or other? Again, we have to save it. We have to wait until we can explore all this. Okay. We'll have to explore more on that. Damn it. Uh, tricorder, or not tricorder, uh, communicator again. Very cool looking. Yep. It looks like the traditional kind, yep. Yeah, yeah. Dig it. Very sleek looking to me. Yes. So, we're getting some good close-up shots of mm -hmm. Robin Curtis. And... Um, and to your, again, I say it again, to your, I'm starting to enjoy her performance more and more as I go through the movie. Like, I'm starting to believe that she's definitely Savick. The one thing I am not digging, and we may have mentioned this when we first saw her, are her eyebrows. What, why is that? I, I think we might a little bit, but what, what's bugging you here? I just find them very evil looking and very odd that they are pointed up and they always give a sense of she's <laughs> angry <laughs> and I'm not trying to laugh but I just I was looking at pictures of Kirstie Alley and I just she didn't have those and I just feel like they're very in these close up shots they're very noticeable and they just make me is it is it because is it because in the same shot you can see she when she turns her head one of her eyebrows is actually like sticking off of her forehead a little bit <laughs> that's when i first that's when i think i first noticed it yeah cuz that looks more klingonish right like her eyebrows sticking up off her head uh what else we got oh well then we cut to we cut to Esteban's reaction, which is the same reaction yeah. we all have, which is Esteban's a child. How did he get there? Yeah. Yep. Which I guess we already know, right? Because David explained it the Genesis wave. But how does Esteban know um, that it's a boy? Oh, I'm like he didn't say, but he said a child. But he said he. You're right. Yeah, he said we found. Savick says we found have found the life sign. It is a Vulcan child, perhaps eight to ten years of age. A child. How did he get there? Ooh. So what how you're does he know it's right a boy? <laughs> you're suggesting a conspiracy right now. Oh, I totally am. Do you think Esteban knew the whole time that they were heading to Genesis to find the Vulcan child? I don't know. Did Starfleet know the whole time? Oh, I love it. A conspiracy. I don't know what the conspiracy would be. What are they trying to cover up? But I think it's... He knew. I don't think he really knew. I just think they misplaced... I think they just... Uh... Wrong pronoun? 
I think they just used the wrong pronoun there. I think it was more of like they should have said a child. How did they get there? You know, how did I think it, it get there? More... I don't think it is the better <laughs> term there. I think they. How did they get there? Or yeah. Oh, I, I need to think about this conspiracy a little bit. I think yeah, I think you could be onto something. It could be a slip <laughs> of the tongue that is you know. That would be an interesting subplot if there really yeah. was a conspiracy. I I would find that fascinating. I think we need to rewrite this movie and add the conspiracy in. Well, yeah, well you actually are reading the novel. Um, does it have any undertones of conspiracy? No conspiracies. No, it's <clears throat> it was. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of the you know the the, the politics you know and the, of you know that Starfleet has this you know device that can create planets and the controversy it's caused. You know, both yeah. you know the Klingons have that point of view of it could be used as a weapon, and there's that kind of. A little bit of political undercurrent, um, but it's not not exposed. You know, it's not. They're not. Doesn't go too deep on it. Uh, but now I'm like, I'm 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 relooking at all of Esteban's actions in this light. You know, right. where he seems to be you know, just you know covering his butt all the time. Like, oh, it's you know, I'm the one on the line out here. You know, when you guys go down to the planet, and you know, this is my captain's discretion and all this stuff is right. Is he, does he not want them to find Spock? I wonder. That would be a great part of the conspiracy. Yeah. Did he want them? Because he didn't want them to. He didn't want them to go down there. Yeah, you're down there, at Captain's discretion. I like it. Wow. Maybe right. Morrow gave them. Maybe that's why he was trying. Morrow was trying to keep Kirk away because he didn't want him in on the conspiracy. But what would the conspiracy be? Is it would it be that well uh, they know Spock is there. Spock is alive. And so they know they've got a way now that not only do they have Genesis, which can create planets and life, but it oh, can wow. bring people back from the dead. Is that, do they know this? And that's like, Ooh, that's what they're trying to keep undercover. Maybe that's what they're trying to keep under wraps. Whoa. Is that it's this fountain of youth, uh, planet. <laughs> the fountain of youth. I love it. This is a, this is a much better movie that we're talking about right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wow, I'm out of notes. I'm I'm totally like uh, lost in this conspiracy theory, but I didn't have any other notes for this minute. Did you? I don't. But now that we're talking about this conspiracy, I think that would make a fantastic subplot to this movie. Yeah, I think that would well, uh, increase the the greatness of this movie uh, so much more. Yeah, for all of its, for, I mean, for all of the the things that we love about it and the things we don't like about it, there's it 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 could be. It could be a better film, and yeah, having that kind of intrigue uh, with the, with a conspiracy theory that would uh, that would definitely give it some more. I don't know, not maturity. That's not the right word. More weight. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I, I do have another note for this minute. We forget. We forgot to acknowledge, acknowledge the uh, Spock. Spock is being played by. Uh, oh yes. <laughs> yeah, the uh, child Spock is being played by an actor, Carl Steven. And uh, he play, he's playing nine-year-old Spock. Uh, his, this is his first film that he ever appeared in. Um, he's been in a couple of other things. Um, uh, t t sorry, he's been in a couple of other things, TV movies. Um, nothing really that's stood out or that, <laughs> that I've ever heard of. Um, <laughs> but he was he was in Teen Wolf in, the, in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, hmm. Okay. So, that's, uh, so those are some, I guess, some fun uh, some fun, fun credits alongside some of those other things. 
uh, on a sad note, though, that he's uh, he's passed away. He died uh, fairly young, at the age of 36, uh, back oh. in 2011. Um, so that's a that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of a bummer. Sorry, didn't mean to end it on a <laughs> on a down note. Um, Carl Steven, Spock, age nine. All right, man. On that note, on that bummer, <laughs> on that downer. Jeesh. Sorry. So it's Friday. We've uh, because of our odd schedule now. We're ending on. I've, I've been used to every Friday. We're ending on a on an episode, a minute number that ends and is divisible by three. And now yep. we're not. So I'm all messed up. So our schedule's kind of adjusted. But um, but yeah. So we're we'll be back again on Monday. Back to our reg- regular schedule, three days a week. Um, and we'll be talking about minute fifty. Yes. So while you're waiting for us to come back, uh, definitely want to go check out uh, some of the newer movies by minutes uh, that are out there. Uh, Galaxy Quest Minute just came online. Uh, so it's yep. a little bit of our, what, not a sister show, cousin show? What would he, what would he, it's, it's like a parody, right? Our distant so cousin. Distant yeah. cousin. Um, we'll be guest uh, guest starring on that in, a, in, the, in the very near future. Yeah, so that'll yep. be fun. And of course, there's Die Hard Minute. The, uh, the project we're doing with uh, a bunch of the other movies by Minutes uh, teams, uh, so you should check that out as well. Um, we were on, I don't know, a few weeks ago, but we'll be back again later in the season, but uh, that's been that's uh, been fun. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again on Monday, again, talking about Minute 50 of The Search for Spock here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye.